asked me to uh, fill in for him this morning, and I don't know, uh, whenever I talked to him, I said, well, you got somebody uh, coming for Sunday night? And he said, well, Dad's going to, we're going to pull him out of retirement. He's going to preach Sunday night. And, well, Peyton heard that. She went up to her daddy and told her, said, Daddy, Papa's can't preach Sunday night. He's too old. <laughs> so I don't know where that leaves me. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Amen. Oh, God is so good. Amen. I've got something uh, this morning that I feel like is, is timely. I know I've preached it before. But whenever I begin to uh, reflect upon this service this morning, I felt like this was a very timely message. Amen. If you would, turn with me. We'll be reading three places in the Scripture. Let me get some glasses on where I can see a little bit better. I'd like to say it's good to have everybody here this morning. Amen. We'll be reading from Ecclesiastes 12 and 11, Isaiah 22, and part of 23, First uh, Chronicles 22 and 3. We'll start off in Isaiah 22 and 23, reading part of that uh, verse. It said, And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. Amen. Chronicles 22 and verse 3. And David prepared iron in abundance for nails for the doors of the gates and for the joinings and brass in abundance without measure. And Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 11, word of the wise are his goads and his nails fastened by master assemblies which are given for one shepherd. Go with me, Lord, in prayer this morning. Dear God, in Jesus' name this morning we come before you. Lord, we're thankful for all your goodness to us. God, I ask you, Lord, God, to speak to our hearts this morning. God, help us, Lord, some way, somehow, God, to be everything we can be for you. And we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Shake hands with somebody and you be seated. On those verses of scripture this morning, I want to try for a little while, and I promise that I won't hold you long, but I want to try to uh, preach a little while this morning. Everything's not nailed down. It's going to come loose. Everything that's not nailed down is going to come loose. You know, I'm amazed as I travel over the countryside and and I see 
houses that were one time great, uh, beautiful homes that have fell into disrepair and maybe part of the roof's falling down now and and all the windows broken out and and uh, it's not a fit habitation for anybody anymore. That house didn't get in that shape just overnight. But somewhere down the road, that decay of that house and and the downfall of that house started with one loose nail. Amen. A nail come out someplace and somebody didn't repair that and before long there was a nail come out over here and nobody repaired it till finally it got to the place where there's so much uh, that hadn't been nailed down that had come loose till it just wasn't more fixing anymore and so this house falls into uh, uh, disrepair and it falls into shambles and and it nothing fit for nothing but to maybe be tore down and uh, maybe a little lumber salvaged out of it and part of it burnt. Uh, but one time it was a beautiful house. One time it was a home uh, for a family that, that grew up and, and lived and loved uh, in that house. But because uh, it wasn't taken care of because uh, the maintenance wasn't done, but because just a simple nail wasn't driven uh, back in place. Uh, that house fell into repair or disrepair. Hallelujah. People today do not backslide overnight. Backsliding is not something that happens instantly. Backsliding is something that happens gradually. Amen. People lose out with God because uh, some little something uh, uh, comes loose and they don't get it nailed down. And and before long, uh, that little thing that's come loose, there's some other little thing comes loose. And uh, maybe, maybe the first thing is, uh, well, I just don't feel like... Uh, going to church tonight and and so I'll just stay home tonight and 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 then later on uh, another service comes along a week or two later and well I really don't feel like going tonight and and the little thing just keeps getting loose and doesn't get nailed down to where we grab ourselves uh, and say I'm going to be uh, uh, faithful to the house of God uh, amen it may be that that uh, they begin to slack off uh, on their offerings and all and, and their tithes and, and the support of the church. And it, it's just a little thing, but uh, it, it, if enough of it comes loose, uh, sooner or later the whole thing's going to come undone. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. People don't backslide overnight. You don't wake up or, or live for God one day with all everything that's within you and wake up the next morning and say, well, today I'm going to chuck it all 
and quit. It just does not happen that way. It happens a little bit along as 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 things begin to come loose and we don't take our hammers and nails and nail it down. I stand here this morning greatly concerned about our Pentecostal movement today. Amen. I feel like if if somewhere or another they, we don't begin to take more of a hammer and nail spiritually and begin to nail down our beliefs and, and our uh, what we believe in and our way of life and our way of dress and our, our way of talking. Uh, I feel like we don't get it nailed down that uh, we better be careful because uh, it might fall into a state of shambles. Uh, it might fall apart uh, if we don't make up our minds this morning uh, that I'm going to live for God. Uh, amen. And I'm going to do everything I can uh, to make sure that this truth uh, is marching on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1 gives us a stern warning. It says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. And the Apostle Paul realized that there was real danger in letting up on things. Amen. He said, take and give more earnest heed. In other words, pay attention when pastor preaches, when he teaches. Amen. Don't always say, well, or don't ever say, well, I just don't see any reason for that. I don't see any sense in that. I don't understand that. But just get your hammer and nails out and say, I may not understand it right now but I'm going to put a nail in it. I'm going to live for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. In Galatians, the Apostle Paul began to write again. And he began to write in chapter 1, I believe it is, verse 6. He said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. Uh, he said, I, I, I'm, uh, my mind's blown away. I'm dumbfounded. I'm awestruck. Uh, I, I can't get a hold of it. Uh, I can't grasp it with my mind. Uh, how in the world you Galatians uh, could be turned so quickly away from this truth. Uh, in verse, chapter 3, he began to write and he said, uh, Oh foolish Galatians, uh, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth uh, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you? This only will I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Uh, are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, uh, that you are now made perfect by the flesh. The Apostle Paul went from amazement uh, to 
he began to look here and he said, who in the world, Galatians, uh, has cast a spell upon you? Who has hypnotized you? Who has took and twisted your mind to the place to where you would turn your back uh, on this gospel, on this truth? Uh, amen. Galatians, what has happened to you? What happened, I'll tell you, things began to come loose uh, and nobody nailed it down. Amen. I'm here to tell you this morning today some truths uh, in the Bible that there's no way, uh, no way anybody can get around them. Uh, no way anybody can annihilate them. Uh, it's just some truths uh, that we need uh, to nail down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. John, in his writings, he said the spirit of Antichrist does now already work in our world. Daniel, in chapter 7 and verse 25, speaking of the Antichrist, he said, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And I, bad as I hate to say it this morning, uh, they some that pervert, would pervert uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, in our ranks today. Uh, there's some uh, that would take uh, and twist the word uh, to fit their own uh, lifestyle. But let me tell you today, uh, that the same Jesus that saved me is the same Jesus that will save you today if you'll let him. Hallelujah. In writing to the seven churches in Revelation, we see examples of things that were not nailed down and they came loose in five of those seven churches. Ephesus left her first love. Pergamos holding forth the doctrine of the Nicolaitans uh, and the Balaam doctrine. Uh, Tyratyra suffered false teachers to teach false doctrine and lead uh, the people astray. Sardis uh, was a dead church, uh, and what little was left uh, was ready to die. Laodicea was a lukewarm uh, church uh, and made God sick uh, at his stomach. Uh, can I tell you today uh, that all of that happened uh, because it wasn't nailed down uh, and when it's not nailed down uh, it comes loose. Uh, amen. Uh, I've lived around in my country living. Uh, I've lived around ten buildings uh, uh, too long not to recognize the sound of a piece of flapping tin uh, and understand that uh, if you don't take a lead-headed nail and nail it down, that sooner or later that wind's going to roll that piece of tin up because if it's not nailed down, friend, it's going to come loose. Hallelujah. It may not always be popular to raise our hands and worship God. 
It may not always be popular to speak in tongues as you're filled with the Holy Ghost. It may always be popular to shout and run the aisles. It may not always be popular to raise your hands and worship God. It may not always be popular to clap our hands to God, but rest assured it will always be right. I said it'll always be right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I received the Holy Ghost in 1962, baptized in the name of Jesus. God completely changed my life. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a man that Brother Kuhn uh, in one of his messages talked about, uh, and Brother Kuhn said this man's name uh, was Monty Roberts. He, he's known as the Horse Whisperer. And <clears throat> Brother Kuhn uh, had a little uh, firstborn colt, uh, and he wanted to raise that up for his grandkids. And uh, <clears throat> he, he, he was wondering how... Could he raise that horse little colt up uh, to be gentle uh, and would let his grandkids ride without getting hurt? Uh, Monty Roberts told him, said, Brother Coon, if from the day that that horse is born, that colt is born, if from that day, as soon as he gets on his feet, if you go every day and you'll pick that colt up and you'll turn him around and head him in a different direction, he said, I promise you, Whenever it comes time for your kid to ride that horse, uh, that that horse will be gentle as can be. Because he said, you see, that horse recognizes uh, that you can change his direction anytime you want to. And so he just thinks uh, that he better do what you said. And Brother Coon said, I done that. Uh, and he said, whenever the kid got big enough to ride, the little horse was big enough to ride. Uh, he said, I went out and took my grandkid and set him on that horse and that horse just walked off just as gentle as you please. In 1962 God took my life and he turned me around. Amen. And this morning I still feel like that he's able to do the same thing again. So I just took out some hammers and nails and I began to nail some things down. Hallelujah. I don't have any trouble this morning believing in repentance uh, because I put some nails in it. Uh, I don't have any trouble this morning uh, believing here, O Israel, uh, the Lord our God's one Lord because uh, I put some nails in it. Uh, I don't have any trouble with baptism in Jesus' name because I put some nails in it. Uh, I don't have any trouble uh, paying my tithes and offerings because uh, I put some nails in it. Uh, I don't have any trouble respecting the pastor because I put some nails in it. Uh, I don't have any trouble loving uh, my brothers and sisters of the Lord uh, because I nailed it down uh, when I came into church in 1962. Uh, hallelujah. I nailed it down. Hallelujah. But if it's not nailed down, it'll come loose. Amen. In 2004, I preached a dedication service at the church in Tyler. I preached on the topic of this place, and I stated that, that God uh, was going to bring the lost in. Uh, 
and they'd find their way in. Marriages would be mended and, and hurtings would be healed and the church would become an emergency room for the lost and hurting. Altars would come operating tables as God took hearts of stone out and replaced it with hearts of flesh. <clears throat> that in the place God would give beauty for ashes, hope to the hopeless, strength to the weary, direction to the lost, deliverance for the bound, peace for trouble, redemption for sin, and joy for sadness. But the sad thing about it is uh, that some of the people I saw in that service that day no longer is in church. Uh, they're no longer living for God. Uh, man, I remember faces uh, in that congregation uh, that's no longer uh, living for God. Uh, what happened? They failed to nail it down. They failed to nail it down. I want to tell you today this gospel, this truth, uh, should be the most important thing in our lives not just once in a while but every day every hour every minute we need to live for him hallelujah hallelujah Philippians chapter 3 apostle Paul begins to speak about trying to apprehend that that got a hold of him and and chasing after it. Amen. Apostle Paul was trying to, to get a hold of it. He said, oh, that I could apprehend that this apprehended me. You see, he was chasing after it. Oh, but later on, over in Second Timothy chapter 4, Apostle Paul had got a hold of it somewhere or another. Brother John had overtaken it, and he nailed it down. And he said, Hallelujah. He said, I've fought a good fight. Uh, I've finished my course. Uh, I've kept the faith. Uh, henceforth, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me. Uh, not for me only, but to all those uh, that love uh, his appearing. Uh, Apostle Paul nailed some things down. Uh, if you don't nail it down, church, uh, if you don't nail it down, saint, uh, if you don't nail it down, brother, if you don't nail it down, sister, it's going to come low. I said it's going to come loose and when it comes loose it'd be like the house that's built on the sand great was a fall thereof hallelujah David made a statement he said I'm like a tree it's planted by the water I shall not be moved I marvel as I look at people and trouble comes their way, and 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 it looks like the devil throwed a bomb at them that that surely sink their ship. And I see them uh, for a while with their head down and all like that. Oh, but you look at them later on down the road; they they got their head back in there. 
got them hands in the air and saying, devil, you just thought that was going to sink this ship, uh, but I took some hammer and nails a long time ago, and I nailed down some things uh, in my life. Uh, hallelujah. I want to tell you, church, today, uh, if you don't nail it down, it's going to come loose. Uh, in the reading, uh, if you remember, I read where it said David uh, amassed iron in abundance uh, for nails, for the doors, and for the hinges and all. I remember one time when we were having trouble before we remodeled years ago. We was having trouble with a hinge coming loose on this door on this side. And I remember old brother Lily one day come up here by himself and he took a 16-penny common nail, not a box nail, a common nail, and he it wasn't pretty, but he drove it in that hinge. Amen. We never had no more trouble with that hinge coming loose. But I want to tell you this morning that if in your spiritual life, if you don't nail everything down, if you don't nail it down, it'll come loose. It will come loose. It will come loose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I'm nearly through. Three Hebrew children. What about it? We're not careful to answer you, King. If you don't answer me, I'm going to throw you in the fire furnace. We're not careful to answer you. Our God delivers, but if he don't, we're still not going to bow down to you and to that music. What are you saying, three Hebrew children? Long time ago, we took some hammer and some nail. And we nailed it down. Hallelujah. Just like Job said, though he slay me, yet I'm going to trust him. Hallelujah. Job said, I. I looked on the right and I couldn't find him on the left. Couldn't find him behind me. I couldn't find him nowhere. But you know what? I just kept on walking, just like I was walking. Amen. When he gets ready to find me, he'll know where to look for me because I put some nails down. Losing my children didn't cause me to be lost. Losing my all my wealth didn't cause me to be lost. Amen. My wife coming to me and saying, curse God, didn't cause me. My three friends that come and tried to comfort me, so to speak, and all they could do is find fault with me didn't cause me to be lost because uh, I'd put some nails in it uh, a long time ago and said, though he slay me, uh, I'm still going to live for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel, if you keep praying, they're going to throw you in lines, Dan. Daniel said, that might be so in three times a day. Not just to antagonize anybody. That's just the way you've been doing it all along. Three times a day, he opened the window toward Jerusalem. Got down on his knees, began to pray. Amen. Daniel, you better stop that. You're going to be thrown into the lion's den. Hallelujah. Daniel said, a long time ago, I went to the hardware store. 
and I bought me a sack of nails, and I bought me a good hammer. Amen. And I nailed some things down. Amen. Hallelujah. I've been living for God for a long time. I saw a lot of trouble. Amen. Hallelujah. I fought a lot of battles. There's times that old ship looked like it's going down in spite of everything. Put in mind of pastor I had one time that was uh, in the Navy and they were in, in uh, a battle uh, or, or some of their fleet was off at another place and he said that they got word that that ship had been hit uh, pretty hard and was coming in and this ship he was on was to go take its place and he, he said as we were going along we passed close to that ship and said there's a little old sailor about this tall. Said he had his uniform tore and had some blood splatter on it. Said he stepped to that rail and he saluted us. Amen. As we passed. That sailor had some things nailed down. What that sailor was actually saying, if there's some way I could get this ship over yours, I'd go back in that battle again. Amen. I want to tell you today, friend, we better nail some things down in our life because we're living in the last days. Amen. The time is short, and this is no time to give up on God. This is no time for things to come loose. Hallelujah. And in closing, I'll turn it to Brother John. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, 14, and said, Ye being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us, which were contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. You see, Jesus understood. I said, Jesus understood the importance of nailing things down. Amen. He took all the